0: Hello everyone. In today's podcast, we talk to Mr. Dave Rodrian, who is the GVP of Internet Products at Charter Communications. He's an MEM alum at Duke who graduated in 2004. And we are here to talk to him about his life journey, his career and life at Duke, and also about his role as a product strategy leader at Charter Communications. We talk more about how strategy generally works and his advice for early professionals. I found this conversation really interesting and I hope you find it too. I'm your host for today. My name is Deekshit and let's tune into the podcast. Hello everyone. In today's podcast, I think this will really help me as a Duke student to interact with one of the distinguished MEM alumni. And with us today we have Dave Rodrian, the GVP of Charter Communications. So hey Dave, how are you today?
1: I'm great, thanks for having me.
0: I think it's been a long time since you've come back to Duke. So how's it been going around the campus?
1: It has, it's uh I was here in 2003, 2004, and I would say there's a lot more buildings, uh, (laughs) for one, Uh, but it's great to be back. I mean, the campus is obviously a special place, and uh, I have my family with me, so getting to share past memories with them is uh, pretty exciting.
0: Right. Yeah, the nostalgia hits you, right, once you enter the Duke campus.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, yeah, so tell us about, like, how was your journey to Duke when you entered, right? So, how did it start off when you were a kid? What fascinated you a lot?
1: Sure. Yeah, when I was um, growing up, I was, you know, very intrigued by you know, designing and building things and tinkering. Um, you know, my father was an engineer, and so got exposed to a, a lot of um, technology early on, and so it was uh, started on a path of um, going down that route of mechanical engineering. I uh, went to Iowa State, uh, studied uh, engineering there. Um, and got my degree and um, decided, you know, as part of that process as I was going through it, I um, had a couple internships and in that process really decided that it, while I enjoyed engineering, I wanted to do something more related to the business side of technology. Uh, and then, you know, that's ultimately what brought me to, to Duke.
0: That's great. That's great to hear. So... Tell us about your Duke experience. How was it during those times?
1: Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Um, you know, when I mentioned at Iowa State, I was a mechanical engineer graduate and had an internship during that time uh, where I was working at a nuclear power plant um, and doing a lot of engineering work and getting to roam around a, a nuclear power plant as a 20-year-old was pretty exciting and interesting right. to see. <laughs> Uh, but through that, that's where I decided that ultimately I wanted to do something more on the business side and um, came to Duke University uh, and really was uh, attracted to it by the broad breadth of um, coursework that you had um, with the program. Um, and so I came in, didn't know anybody here, didn't really know much about Duke, actually, right. um, and uh, met a lot of great people through the program in my, in my, uh, in my courses Um, and started to tailor the courses to what my interests were. Um, You know, I think that's a fantastic thing about the program here is that if you wanted to stay more technical focused and augment it with some business exposure, management exposure, you could. Uh, But if you also wanted to take uh, more of a business direction with the program, uh, you were able to do that as well. Um, and so that's the route I went, you know, given my interest, and had a lot of great opportunities through some of the different coursework um, with the Fuqua School of Business um, and got a lot of different exposure that I really didn't have you right. know, from my undergraduate degree in engineering, um, you know, exposure to finance and marketing and strategy and, you know, law. Um, right. Which are very important things as you get out into you know, the real world. As you think about <laughs> yeah. technology and designing things, all yes. these come into play.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. So, as you said, right, you met a lot of great people. You've had like great experiences. What are some of the like top two or top three experiences that you can think of that was like really impactful for you at Duke?
1: Sure. Um, from a course perspective, I mean, there was two um courses that i had that really impacted me in, in my uh, education here and you know eventually where it led me in my career and there was one that was a marketing practicum that was offered with um i think the fuqua school of business where we worked with a startup healthcare company okay um this was a company you know back in at that time had developed some really unique technology and how they digitized uh, patient records and brought it to Um, You know, personal digital assistants, PDAs at the time, if you remember those. (laughs) And now everything's on your phone. Um, But this company had developed some great technology, and they were trying to figure out what was their next move. You know, as a small company, especially in an industry like healthcare, uh, it can be very challenging to compete. Um, and so we worked with that, um, you know, founder, the CEO of that company uh, directly to try and evaluate what were some different strategic paths they could take, uh, included, you know, interviewing and talking with uh, CIOs of major hospitals, um, you know, reviewing the healthcare landscape and looking at, you know, the McKessons of the world and large companies. And uh, through that process, you know, was able to come up with a recommendation for the company really on what we thought they should do next for the entire company. Uh, and so that was, you know, very powerful experience for me, uh, because it involved looking at the market landscape, the competitive dynamics, trying to understand, um, you know, what this startup really had from a a competitive position, uh, and taking a step back then and saying, okay, well, what should they do? How should they maximize the opportunities they have in front of them? Um, the second course, I would say, uh, that really impacted me, or second experience for that matter, really impacted me at Duke was um, another uh, program that we worked on with uh, General Motors at the time. Okay. Uh, where we evaluated fuel cell cars. Oh. They came in and their question was, how do we bring fuel, fuel cell technology to the market um, to ultimately replace you know, gasoline-powered uh, vehicles? Uh, and so we you know, had to look at much more of the technology evolution, uh, mm-hmm. the technology cycle, you know, what were the capabilities, the current state of the technology, what were some of the challenges right? Uh, to get it to move into a car, uh, and, and got to, you know, through that process, uh, plotted out really a, call it a 10, 15 year plan for them to say, mm-hmm. here's how we think you can start to introduce fuel cell technology into uh, vehicles, uh, and we actually started with uh, industrial vehicles first, right. and eventually get it to, um, you know, consumer vehicles as the technology matured, um, but as part of that process, you know, we got to go up to uh, their lab and drive a fuel cell yeah. car. Yeah, oh, and,
0: wow, that must be exciting. See
1: the water drip out of the pipe instead of, you know, the the exhaust. Right. Um, so it was, it was a great experience uh, to be part of that, and uh, what was really valuable to me uh, was being able to work on projects that were real-world questions uh, mm. for these companies, right? Right. Uh, it wasn't a, uh, a case study exercise. It was, you know, on one hand, you had a very small company, a startup, that was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they should do. Uh, given some of the success they had, and then you had, on the other hand, a very large company, General yeah. Motors, <laughs> yeah. that was trying to figure out how they, you know, evolved as well. They. Right. Um, so those are very powerful. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, from an experience standpoint here at Duke, you have to say basketball games, right? Yeah, that's uh, definitely. <laughs> that has to be a highlight, right? <laughs>
0: yes, I think every Duke Dukey's heart has basketball in their uh, life. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Wow, that's like really great to hear those experiences. How do you think they, uh, you know, gave you the experience to your career, right? To the start of your career. Uh, Like as I'm seeing you've done, uh, like all those experiences gave you like experience in terms of market research, strategy and stuff. Do you think those experiences like gave you the foundation and the interest to move a career towards strategy?
1: Uh, Most definitely. I mean, you know, as growing up, my dad actually had his own Consulting firm and the engineer. so I saw a little bits of the business side mm-hmm. uh, of uh, technology industries. Right. Uh, but hadn't really understood any of the concepts, you know, the uh, or gotten deep into the concepts, you know, on marketing and um, you know analyzing market landscapes. And and much of the engineering coursework that I took was really focused on you know solving very specific problems or technical problems versus. Uh, taking a a step back and looking at the broader picture of what it may mean for a company or for a a broader product set and and what you're trying to achieve. And so, um, you know, the foundation that I got here definitely allowed me to transition into, you know, ultimately a corporate strategy path uh, that I took after uh, Duke. Um, You know, with that experience in understanding all the different things that can impact what you can do with technology, how you can leverage it best um, you know, for a company or for a business, um, you know, really came to light through the program that I had. here. Right. Right. Makes sense.
0: So could you tell us more about your first job, like after Duke, how was it?
1: Sure. Um, yes. Yeah, so after uh, my time here at, at Duke, which went quick, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, uh, almost too quick, right? Yeah. You look back and, <laughs> uh-huh. um, it was a great, you know, great experience. I almost wish it lasted longer. Um, But after Duke, I started to look around uh, at different opportunities that were in technology uh, industries, uh, but were more focused on the business questions related to it. Okay. Um, And so that drove me into product management, product marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I found a role in corporate strategy. Right. uh, Which uh, brought me out to Colorado. Um, It was at a large wholesale telecom company. Um, and it was a perfect match for what I was looking for at that time in my career. Um, you know, it allowed me to uh, think about how technology was going to impact that company's business and how, uh, what strategic questions they needed to answer uh, to really grow uh, into the future. Um, and so we were looking at you know, different uh, technologies, trends that were you know, three, four, five years out, um, and trying to analyze what it would mean for the business.
0: Right, right. Wow, that's really interesting. Right out of your college. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I was fortunate, and the um, the gentleman that I worked for too was, you know, a tremendous um, mentor manager. Um, coming out of school, you know, he was a former McKinsey consultant. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic um, mindset for right. breaking down, you know, those big. Business questions into uh, components that allowed you to then to address it uh, from a strategic perspective. So, definitely benefited from that uh, <laughs> opportunity as well.
0: Right. So, uh, how many years did you work that for?
1: I believe it's about five or six years I spent uh, right. at uh, Level Three, um, and it was great. Did a, a lot of different projects. Uh, related to corporate strategy, as we were talking about, but Mm -hmm. also uh, corporate development and looking at M&A transactions. Um, So a lot of different experiences that I was able to get uh, in that role in a short time. Um, And one of the exciting things that, you know, really... Uh, sort of happened while I was there is we became a a pretty aggressive uh, M&A focused company and so Mm -hmm. we did six or seven acquisitions pretty major ones in a few short years and I got to be involved in that which really exposed me to um, some new sides of the business as well as far as how you grow through acquisition right the buy question Um, and evaluating companies you know based on their technologies the assets they have and how Mm -hmm. they could uh, the synergies you could uh, you know gain from them with um, the company you're at. Right. Or it was yeah, a, was a new um, area for me that I got exposure. Now, you know, we were just talking about Skinder before we uh, started. You have, thankfully, I had some exposure to finance yeah. through, that, <laughs> through that coursework and uh, understood you know P and Ls yes. and and how to model free cash flow and EBITDA and, and future growth, uh, which came in very handy.
0: Definitely, I think. Uh, Right now, any student uh, who is with me, uh, they do not know the value of the finance class yet, taught by Professor CJ Skander. I think like after they get into their jobs, they're like, oh, that's why I learned it back then. Right.
1: <laughs> yes. It's um, I encourage all students to take a finance <laughs> class and uh, to get exposure to those concepts uh, if you're focused on going out into the to the business uh, uh, world. Um hugely valuable not yes. only in and acquisitions <laughs> but evaluating new products right uh business cases yeah. uh you know always uh important as you look at how you may develop a product or what product you may bring to market so right That's, i do have to ask is it a bow tie or a tie day today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the last time i saw it was a bow tie <laughs> yes so coming back to like your job right like you've uh, you did a multitude of things. You did corporate strategy, you did corporate development, you also was involved in uh, M&A acquisitions and deals. Uh, what was very interesting to you out of all these things?
1: Um, for me, um, I think the most interesting aspect of that is being able to see how it can really impact the overall company going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, in the engineering um, work that I had done, it was very tactical, right? How do I go build something? How do I develop, you know, something to solve a problem? Uh, This is really the work that I had at Level 3 and those experiences uh, was really about taking a step back and saying, okay, given where the company's at, the company's capabilities, what direction should we take it? How do we continue to grow the business? Um, And so that was, you know... uh, Really built upon some of the experiences that I had at Duke here, right? Um, allowed allowed me to go deep in that area um, and to you know, to really keep me going in the direction yeah. that I was really interested in.
0: Right. So, if possible, could you talk about like your
1: like most impactful projects there? Sure. Um, so there was maybe three. I'll touch on. You know, one. Um, the company I was at, mm-hmm. um, at the time, uh, was going through a phase in its company cycle, if you will, where it was trying to determine how does it become profitable or, or optimize, uh, the assets that they had. Uh, and so one of the efforts of worked on was, uh, developing a, a model and a business case for building out a nationwide, mm-hmm. uh, wireless access network. Um, and it was interesting because it's a massive question, right? Like, what are the inputs? How do you take one of your assets and expand it into uh, a new market? Uh, what technology do you need? And then building out the, the business case to, to really design this network um, was pretty important for the company, right? We were trying right. to figure out how do we maximize the value of the assets. Um, you know, through that we were able to get a patent actually mm-hmm. for the business process wow. that we developed, which was exciting. Um, so that was one, uh, you know, very interesting project. The other was on the M and A side. I mentioned we were uh, pretty acquisitive during my time there, and I was able to uh, really work or be one of the leads on evaluation uh, um, for a target uh, that we eventually acquired. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing that side of the business, which is right. you know, heavily finance-driven, yeah. synergies, um, you know, forecasting future growth, um, and so that was, a, you know, again, a very exciting project to be on. A lot of long hours, especially right. as you, know, <laughs> you get close to getting those done. Yeah, uh, sleep becomes a um, an option, not necessarily <laughs> a necessity. Um, so it was it was pretty exciting to work on that. And then the last one. Uh, which actually led me into my transition to my current role or current company, uh, was looking at consumer trends on right. the video side. Um, you know, at that time, Netflix was still mailing DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Google had just bought YouTube uh, for a billion dollars or whatever the number was. Um, at the time, YouTube was largely still cat videos, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were okay. looking at that and trying to understand what does this mean to our company which had a large wholesale network if video transitions uh, to digital right Um, and what would drive that transition to go very quickly Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we looked at you know the cost the cost side of it you know what does it cost to distribute a video via netflix over mail Mm -hmm. versus the cost to distribute it um, via digital over and over the internet uh, we even did a cost model of what's it cost to distribute a video via Blockbuster, right? If you wow, remember okay. Them, right? Driving I... to the, <laughs> the Blockbuster location and picking up your video. Yeah. Um, and that cost analysis and trying to understand the consumer trends behind it um, was very impactful for me because it got me reinvigorated, right? It really I... started, you know, to make technology real for me again and in, mm-hmm. in looking at how it can impact everyday life. Um, that analysis was in Forbes magazine, which is pretty exciting, you know, um, as well to see some of your work get featured. Yeah. Um, and so that was another very powerful, uh, and impactful project for me, uh, right. and for the company, you know, obviously the, the move of video to the internet, internet. <laughs> um, if you're a network company, it's a pretty big impact.
0: Definitely. I think that revol- revolutionized a lot of things like on the consumer side on and on the business side. Yeah, so yeah, t- uh, like as you told, right, this particular project uh, made you transition into a, your current company. So you are present, uh, presently the GVP of Charter Communications. Tell us about your experience at Charter.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So it's a funny story. I came to Charter. Um, you know, when I I mentioned the the prior work and looking at video distribution mm-hmm. costs. And through that is when I decided really I wanted to take my career in a different direction, get uh, working in a with a company that was more focused on consumer products. Right. Um, and I had some folks that I worked with uh, at Level Three that joined Charter, mm-hmm. and so I reached out to them, and uh, you know they were themselves going through an interesting period of their company evolution, where they had actually been in bankruptcy. Okay. Um, they were coming out of bankruptcy. Um, and, you know, looking to really rebuild, um, their products and, and, uh, grow the company. Uh, and so, you know, I looked at that opportunity and right. some folks that had went over there. I said, it's consumer oriented business It's a cable company. So this seems pretty interesting to me. I was talking to my wife, um, at this, and, uh, you know, she looked at me a little funny and she said, well, wait a <laughs> minute, you're going to go to a cable company. Like, don't you know everyone's moving away from cable yeah. TV? Um, And I said, well, yeah, you know, I think it'll be good. You know, it might only be a a couple-year experience, um, you know, given they had come out of bankruptcy. They had a very attractive asset. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, it likely could have been an acquisition target themselves. Um, But I said, for me, it was uh, an opportunity to get experience in the consumer market, uh, which is really where I wanted to start taking my direction, uh, the direction of my career. Um, And so, you know, fortunately, that opportunity worked out. I I joined... (laughs) Charter, despite, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, it was a cable company and video was declining, uh, but had a tremendous opportunity in front of it as well as, as we look at the Internet product, which is what I'm focused on. at, at Charter.
0: Community. Yes, definitely. I think uh, like when I came to the U.S. Uh, in August, like setting up Internet back in home in India, it takes around a week. Like I have to call the cable company and like they will send someone with the devices and they set it up. I think when I came here, it just took me like two hours. I had to just go to the nearest uh, Spectrum store, pick up the uh, pick up the equipment and just set it up. And it just and it just started. And I'm like, the ease of process is so simple. And I'm like, I have to thank you for that because <laughs> <laughs> you are heading it. So yeah, for people who are not familiar with Charter, they provides spectrum broadband to the whole of us and i think they are into 50 million homes i i'm guessing
1: correct yeah we cover about 50 million
0: homes i think uh forgetting about the product but like thinking about decisions that impact 50 million houses like uh, like how do you deal with it i'm very curious about (laughs) that
1: (laughs) yeah well it's uh first thanks for the uh the kind note about uh, the installation, that is something we continually work to improve and, and, uh, ensure it's as smooth as possible. Um, you know, when I, when I first joined charter, it was a much smaller company. Right. Um, you know, we only passed, I think it was 10 or 15 million homes at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned, we had just come out of bankruptcy. So from a, a group perspective, you know, the product team was, you know, maybe 10 or 15 folks. Right. Um, Now, through a lot of events, you know, we ended up merging or acquiring Time Warner and Bright House, Mm -hmm. uh, now the second largest cable provider, as you indicated, um, with 50 million homes passed. Uh, And so I think that's one of the, you know, things that I didn't foresee Mm -hmm. when I joined Charter, for sure. Um, It's been a tremendous opportunity for me. um, But it's exciting, you know, to your point, you're now working on products um, that are, available to, you know, 40% of, you know, uh, American households. Yes. Um, and so that's a tremendous opportunity. Um, and as you think about that, you know, as we think about our customers, that's probably the most, um, challenging mm-hmm. aspect of it, uh, is that your customer for our services is everyone, right? right. You know, oftentimes, um, businesses have certain segments um, that they're targeting for their customer base. Our customer is everyone. <laughs> uh, and so we have to take that into account as you think about developing products, um, right. making them uh, easy to use and, and to provide value uh, for everyone. So it's definitely you know, one of the unique challenges um, for a company of that of that size.
0: Right, that, that is very insightful, yeah. So I've, uh, you've been at Charter for a lot of years. How how has the experience at Charter been apart from the work you've been done like you've been doing?
1: Yeah, it's been um, it's been great. As I mentioned, you know the opportunities uh, that I've had weren't necessarily all foreseen, right. um, and I think that's been a you know a big thing that I've learned is that uh, you should pursue uh, opportunities and in, in new uh, challenges that interest you and right. know that you may not necessarily um, see ultimately what they could entirely be. yeah. Um, we had a lot of uh, growth at the company. Um, you know, we went through one of the largest telecommunications mergers, uh, bringing th- together, you know, teams, um, which I was involved with, you know, that were based, you know, in Virginia and Charlotte and different parts of the company or right. country. Um, through that merger to become one team uh, was a very, you know, exciting challenge as well as something wow. new. Um and so I've had a lot of opportunities that, you know, I guess my point is I had a lot of opportunities I didn't see. right? Um, and you know, been fortunate uh, by that. Um, and so it's been a good uh, growth cycle that we've had, you know, right. continuing to grow and uh, to build the team, you know, the, the uh, organization is much larger now than 15 <laughs> people when, when I started. Right. Um, and, and so it's been exciting.
0: That's great. That's great to hear. So, I think every company had to face this issue, like last year due to COVID, all businesses had to change their strategies. They had to pivot to different products, et cetera, et cetera. How was it for you?
1: Yeah, it was, um, as you mentioned, nobody had ever been through something like this before. No company, no individual, Um, and so it, you know, from a business perspective, record us to to shift pretty dramatically, you know, as a product team, we collaborate, uh, you know, in person, uh, whiteboard sessions yeah. uh, frequently, and that all had to go online. Right? right. So, you know, I know our it group was working vigorously to, uh, ensure everyone could, uh, VPN remote and we yeah. had the appropriate scale and, uh, access to keep that collaboration going. And, you know, one of the things uh, that we did within our group was ensure that we had um, just touch points right mm-hmm. uh, frequent touch points with everyone uh not only you know to make sure everyone was doing all right because there's a very uncertain period of time right. and a lot of questions um, but also to keep that collaboration uh, right. going right um, and i think one of the fortunate things through it as we were all working remote uh, is we actually in some regards, became a little closer and that we got a little more visibility into everyone's personal life, right? You got to see what was on their bookshelf, yes, uh, right? You know, yeah. what books they were interested in or, you know, what pictures that maybe they didn't have up in the office and what interests they had. You got to, you know, see their kids walking by exactly, or popping yeah. it on a webcam. Uh, so in some regards, it, you know, it allowed the team and, you know, individuals, I think, to become closer. Uh, but it's a tremendous challenge, you know, for for companies uh, to really virtualize and, remote um their entire workforce you know in a very short period of time
0: uh i think like during that uh, during the period uh, the amount of internet usage increased so that was a tremendous opportunity for you how did you like you and your team capitalize on it
1: yeah i mean i think uh for us it really provided personally a lot more um importance of what we were doing you know it it really brought home what we were doing in the service that we're providing because it became that much more important for everybody uh to ensure that they had broadband a quality broadband internet service Um, you know people were working from home uh schooling from home um you know connecting right you know facetiming video conferencing with families that you and family that you couldn't see at that time um and so it really um, you just had a lot of pride in what you were doing because of how important it was to the situation and what was at hand, um, and so ensuring that we delivered uh, upon the service that we were providing um, you know, became that much more important for us, and really drew us, I think, got people uh, more involved in the, the it's in the pandemic if you will and what i'm trying to say there yeah. is that you know they were, we were part of what was yeah. going on everyone was part of it That's but as far as helping uh people get through it yes. uh we had a critical role and so it yeah. was um yeah it was a very important time for
0: us. i think like internet connection was what held people together because if you had to stay at home for so many days without you know being connected it would being very very hard
1: yeah, and um, you know, I mentioned the obviously the work and, this, and the learning, but just being able to maintain you know a visual connection with yeah. parents or kids, you know, your kids that maybe are at school, right, um, or wherever, wherever they may be, um, that personal connection that we were able to um, help facilitate, um, you know, was was pretty important to us yes. to make sure we did a good job of that.
0: Yeah. I think that was, like, a very critical juncture for you guys because you had to make sure that, hey, like, all the services need to be up all the time, right? Especially during this period. So I think it would have been an amazing uh, thing to be doing during that time.
1: Yes. Yeah, and a tremendous amount of network uh, growth, as you mentioned. And so, you know, our operations teams Mm -hmm. were working extremely hard to ensure that the network uh, stayed up and and had the capacity. And thankfully... You responded very well to the situation.
0: Right. That's great. That's great. And like, as we were talking about, say, like, you know, increasing the network, like there has been a technological advancement, right? Because of COVID, a lot of people had more time in their hands and they've, they've started thinking about a lot of new things. Now with the advent of, say, blockchain and now the metaverse and a lot of new things have been coming up, right? So what are your thoughts on the future? Like, in which direction the future is going?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a pretty exciting um, period from a technology perspective in the broader internet ecosystem. Um, you know, the internet ecosystem is you know devices, it's um, platforms, um, it's content, it's right. applications, it's yeah. networks, and it's users, of course. Um, and so if I think about the internet evolution, and the internet ecosystem evolution. Really, the last or the, the early part of it was about changing how we accessed uh, content, right? right. You, know, you think about you know the video example. You no longer had to drive to Blockbuster or wait for your DVD in the mail. Yeah, you could now watch or stream a video instantly. Uh, the access really changed. You know, providing access to new content on Wikipedia or whatever it may be, or you know, Facebook and all that content becoming more accessible. Um, Really was the early part of the internet evolution. As I think about what's um, coming, I think it's about creating new experiences. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting, right? If you watched, you know, Facebook <laughs> slash Metaverse or Meta, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of the things that they announced at their um, conference or talk recently, you know, you, it's it's really about creating a new experience for users on the in the internet ecosystem
0: yes definitely I think it's like a very exciting time at least the next decade because a lot of new things are happening in a lot of different fields so it's a lot of opportunity like for people like me who's like, just entering their professional careers so talking about professional careers I have a very individual question for you being in strategy for a long time and a lot of people like people who are currently studying in the graduate schools They all want to get into strategy, uh, strategy roles, say corporate strategy or product strategy, etc. How do you think, as an individual, like people can develop better strategic thinking?
1: Sure, I think. Well, you know, one for you, you and your uh, classmates that are here, you're you're on that path already with the the, uh, MEM program. Yeah. Um, You know, I think exploring uh, into those areas of marketing, uh, finance, um, law right. uh, is important as well. you know exploring it through coursework or um, you know case studies, you know tremendous thought exercises to go through because I think um, the critical uh, transition to make is, not how do I do something, which is much more technology focused, right, mm-hmm. in engineering, but what does it mean, right? What does it mean for the company? What does it mean for our users? What does it mean for our customers? And so it's, um, you know, that transition is is really I think important as for somebody that's trying to move into a product management or corporate strategy role um, to think about that, about the bigger picture, stepping back and. Okay, we're, we may make this decision from an engineering standpoint, but ultimately, what does that mean to the broader product offering or the the customer experience that we're going to deliver, or for the company as a you know as a whole, right? It might be a pretty significant technology decision we're making that could have implications to the company. But I, that understanding what does it mean, I think, is uh, the important transition uh, yeah. to make and and to think about as you're going through uh, whether it's different courses or projects you know that you're working on well what does this ultimately mean really for the company or the the effort that you're focused on not just how do i do it
0: yeah makes a lot a lot of sense especially like coming from an engineering background whenever you see a problem you just try to fix it you, your mind goes how do i solve this rather than if i solve solve this what are the effects or what is the impact that is going to provide i think that shift in thinking is something we have to develop, yes. I completely yeah, most,
1: agree. you know, problems or technology questions have multiple answers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're trade-offs. Um, and one of those needs to be the, the, a view of the broader impact. Right. Um, that, you know, the technology decision or solution could have.
0: True, true. Definitely. I think this has been, like, a really, really interesting conversation. You know, before we move on to the last part of the our podcast i just wanted to thank you for you know coming and giving us your you know talking about your experience telling us how your life at duke was because as a current duke student it's always exciting exciting to hear our alums talking about how their duke experience was so thank you very much and uh, moving on to our last part of the conversation we have a couple of questions it's called the blitz round we base i basically ask you a couple of questions and you get to answer them very quickly. (laughs) Okay. So uh, to start off with, what are your favorite hobbies? What do you do up like on your downtime?
1: Sure, um, uh, skier. Uh, So myself, a big skier and then fortunately my family's got into it as well. So we have enjoyed a lot of days on the mountains out in Colorado Uh, and running. I I, have really gotten into running over the last few years and there's actually very Therapeutic during the pandemic to be able to go out uh, and go for a run. That's Uh, great to hear. Hobbies outside.
0: Wow, that's great to hear. And the second question is, uh, what's your favorite book?
1: Favorite book? I am more of a music person. That's an interesting answer. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go on to that. (laughs) Um, From a book perspective, I enjoy reading, um, you know, more historical or or, um, books about, you know, different. Um, personal journeys that people have had. Right. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite one. Music, it, it yes, sort of depends the only... on the, the moment or the mood, right? Right, you know? definitely. Um, so I like a pretty wide variety of music as
0: well. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, uh, the last question being, as an early career professional like me, what advice would you give uh, like to us where we want to uh, bring a lot of impact to the world through the business side?
1: Sure, um you no, know, I think as you you know the question about uh, the biggest impact, um you know one of the things is to really as you get into your new role or your, you know whatever your you know next move may be from a career standpoint, I think to master that area um is helpful right you got to build up credibility and and confidence um in the role that you have, so mastering that area, whether it's you know, you're in an automotive uh, manufacturing, knowing cars in and out, or if you're in telecom, knowing networks, you know, or right. whatever it may be. Um, so I think mastering it and then um, having the confidence to communicate mm-hmm. what you know. I think, you know, we were talking about this before we started how the, yeah. the art of storytelling right. is important. Um, and what I mean by that is the ability to, you know, communicate your answer, especially in product, you're oftentimes working with a pretty, broad group of, of team members, right? It could but be I, engineers, could be marketers, could be um, illegal, mm-hmm. um, you know, your IT department, all those uh, different groups you have to, to interact with. And so being able to communicate your vision, what you're trying to achieve, I think is, uh, is very important as you're trying to have an impact. Mm-hmm. And to be able to tailor that message for the audience, right? You know, different groups or different people um, understand things differently. Um, whether you're an engineer or a lawyer, you probably have a different perspective or how you need to be communicated to someone. And so those are the the two things I think is really important to have an impact uh, in your role is, you know, master your area, uh, have confidence, uh, build that credibility, and then be able to communicate, uh, I call it storytelling, right, Um, to the different audiences within the company or even externally.
0: Right, yeah, I think that's really great advice. I think I personally want to imbibe that. I want to try to learn and, you know, make sure that I implement this, you know, going forward. So, yeah, I think th- that, like that's the best part to end this conversation. So, again, thank you so much, Dave, you know, to come here on your off day and talk to me and provide your uh, experience to everyone.
1: Yeah, of course. It was my pleasure. This was uh, fun to do. And I guess the last thing I would say, too, is... Yes. As you're thinking about, as somebody's thinking about the next um, opportunities or where they may take their career, I do think it's good to have sort of a vision of one, three, and five years. You know, where right. do I want to be? What are the steps? But right. Don't overthink it. Right. Because ultimately, I think what you'll find is uh, where you'll be in three or five years may not necessarily be where you had planned. Planned, but yeah. ultimately be where you're meant to be, right? Right. So, I think that thought process and going through a vision of, you know, what opportunities do I want to pursue is always important to do. But this has been fun. It's been a pleasure to meet you. And I'm excited to be back here at uh, Duke University and and share the campus with my family.
0: Yes, I hope you have a great time here.
1: Yes, for sure. Thank you.